Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Josefina from uh, Orlando, Florida. How are Good you? Morning, nice Good morning, Orlando. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Sebastian. Good morning, Delenia. Good morning. I'm answering a question, by the way, you asked last uh, Thursday, Delenia, on uh, on the on the on the forum. It was too long to answer it via via uh, you know computer. So I just I'm going to answer it today. I'm also going to send you an email saying uh, here's the 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 answer. Anyways. Uh, I'll be there today, but if I, if anything, uh, if I can answer the whole thing the way you want me to, uh, Delina, more than welcome to jump into uh, uh, the call and, and unmute yourself and and go more into details into your question, okay? Jose, good morning. Who else do I see? I see a lot of names, but I don't see the faces, all right? So uh, let's see. Today, it's uh, a slow day for some people. It's hurricane day, etc. So good morning. Let's get started right away. Let me share with you my screen so we can get started. And we get started every single week with the same question. I'm going to go right here. And uh, there we go. Right here. Let's see. Slideshow. Slideshow. Three, two, one. Welcome to another weekly planner call today, November 9th, 2020. Almost the year is almost over. We have about six weeks left on 2020. So let's make sure we focus. We have the clarity, the simplicity, and the focus to make sure we have the listings that are going to allow us to do the free marketing, leverage ourselves, and grow our business. Very, very important. Number two, making sure that you keep growing your business if you're ready are an experienced agent, you need to think about growing your business. If you're a new agent, you need to think about joining a team. Remember, much easier for you to see what others are doing than to motivate yourself. So the question that I always uh, ask you, you know, it's not about time management, it's about energy management. Is it about all about leveraging your income? How many listings do you have? The first way to leverage your income is to what? To have listings. What is leverage? Leveraging your time, leveraging your income basically leveraging your income it's making sure that you profit right that you can generate business from the effort of others so when you become a listing agent what's happening you have 5 10 15 20 listings and you have all those buyers agents in your area working for you while you sit in your office doing other things more productive right than showing properties so you need to start thinking about leverage income. When you have a team, you have all the other agents producing, selling homes, and you have not participated in the sale of that home, but you're still making money. That's leverage income. Leverage time, exactly the same thing, right? When you have five listings, you have 10, 15, 20 buyers, agents showing your property, right? And you don't have to be present. So very important if you want to grow your income and at the same time want to have time of freedom of time you need to make sure that you start thinking about leverage right many real estate agents have one of two things but very few have both number one money right and most of the agents that have money don't have the time so what you want is to create both you want to have freedom of time money and freedom of time all right so you get started by having more listings and then by growing your team so the question that i have for you Every single week is how many listings did you get this week? You need to make sure you focus on that. And every single week, 
I'm gonna ask you the same question, right? How many listings did you get this week? How many listings presentations you made? That's going to start allowing you to leverage your income. And finally, how many open houses did you do this week? We all know it. If you've been with us for at least three, four weeks, you know that open houses for most agents around the country, it's the number one source of sellers leads. So how many open houses did you do this week? Minimum two, remember, ideally three open houses per week. All right. So uh, as I promised, last week we were talking about postcards, right? Uh, we invested about 25 to 30 minutes just in postcards. And I promise you that I was going to bring you uh, the postcard uh, strategy, right? So as you can see, there are six key points on every postcard. And as you are going to see right here, the title, all right? And this comes from The Agent Magazine, the only bilingual magazine for real estate agents. So you're gonna see it in both uh, languages right here. So title, is the title attractive? We have less than three seconds to get the prospect's attention. Use a title that is striking in size and that provides benefits or intrigue or both, all right? Very, very important. The three things you need to know before selling your home in downtown Orlando. For those of you who follow us in uh, social media, you know that we were in Orlando from Tuesday to Friday. So if I'm focusing on selling in uh, downtown Orlando, the three things you need to know before buying a property in Orlando, the three mistakes owners in downtown Orlando make when selling their home. So the title is very important. You have less than three seconds, all right, to get the prospect's attention. Very, very, very important. Number two, the content. The content needs to be of interest for a very specific community. It can just be about the city, all right? You need to generate solutions to possible problems, right? The three mistakes owners in downtown San Diego make when selling their home, here's a solution, and how to avoid them, all right? Very, very, very important, all right? Then right here, again, is a postcard content available to the reader? Does it generate intrigue by presenting a solution? Is your image the main focus of the postcard? Your image should appear in the background and be small. Very important. Unfortunately, unfortunately, for most real estate agents, all right, what they're trying is to brand themselves. And the postcard, you know, 70% of the postcard is their own picture. So when I talk to you about the importance of the picture, remember, marketing is about four steps, right? Number one, get their attention. And you and I know with my picture from 87 years ago, it's not gonna get anybody's attention. You guys laugh, right? Because it's not gonna get anybody's attention. By the way, I'm not the only agent sending postcards. So if they receive 10 postcards a week with a pic a week for, with the pictures of the agents, what is the likelihood that person looking at the postcard is gonna pay attention? So make sure that the hook right here, the logo, the picture is small, the hook is big. So very, very small. I'm giving you here, right? The information you need to make sure the size, to make sure your postcard is more attractive for the client. And look, I see, don't sell your property before reading this report, before you read this report. Right here, you can see a postcard, a copy of, download your free report, Miami Brickle, right? Realestate.com, right? Does the main or background photo reflects the community? Very, very important, all right? The picture of the community needs to be on the postcard so the reader, so the reader understands or 
knows that it is for him. The main or background photo should be a reflection of your community we are addressing. The prospect must identify immediately with the community or type of property, all right? And finally, are you creating sufficient attention with a call to action? The main objective, very, very important right here, guys, the main objective of the postcard is to get their email. Use a striking hook to take them to a landing page or to your page to download your product, in this case, the guide. Avoid words like register. We never mention the word register, sign up, or subscribe. Who wants to register, sign up, or subscribe to a real estate agent newsletter? Pretty much, pretty much nobody. Nobody wants to register for anything these days, right? The offer must be very attractive, different, and free, right? So I hope that answers some of the questions we had from last week. If you have any other question, good morning, Sebastian. Good morning, Mary. We have a call today, Mary. Good morning, Delania. All right, so I hope that answers your question about uh, from last week. Well, now we have way more people in the call. Uh, from last week about postcards. Remember, guys, it's not only about the postcard. Postcards, it's only one way of getting to our prospects. But if you only use postcards, it's not going to be efficient because it doesn't have the frequency and consistency. So ideally, we wanna be in the four quadrants of marketing. What are the four quadrants of marketing? Number one, it's email marketing. We all know that, right? Most people won't read it, but in order to delete it, first they need to see it. Coming from that phrase, coming from the number one agent specifically here in Miami, Riley Smith, right? So you need to have the email marketing sequence automated and segmented for buyers and for sellers. Number, so when they open their email, and I see I see Delenia right here in front of me, they see Delenia, right? So when I go into social media, right, there needs to be a campaign with the same message in the postcard. Three mistakes owners in downtown San Diego make when selling their home. So I see that in the email, I go to social media, I see it again. Again, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. I go online, CNN, Fox News, etc. I go to any website and there is retargeting, all right? And I see that again. Then when I get my postcard, the likelihood of that person paying attention to that, to that piece of advertisement is much higher because they already saw it in the email. They've seen it on, 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 uh, on social media. They might have seen it already in the street in an open house, etc. They've seen it in the newspaper, in a magazine, all right? I understand that not everybody has the budget to be everywhere, but the more places you are, the more it will stick to your clients' mind, right? Very, very, very important. So if you don't have budget for everything, do not start with postcards because you won't have enough frequency and consistency due to the limited bud marketing budget. You need to start with email, then social media, online, and then offline. I hope this answers your question from last week that I promised that I was going to bring to today's session, all right? Uh, Neymar says, hi, good morning. How much is the percentage that I should spend in marketing according to my future goals? Very, very good. So the percentage of marketing, 20 to 25% of your gross income, all right? Very important, 20 to 25%. Now, for most people, that is not going to be uh, feasible. 
but but we need to get started with something. 5% today. You need you need to put set aside a certain percentage of your income to go to marketing. That is the only way you're going to stay relevant in front of your clients. And that is the only way you're going to generate new, fresh, interested leads. So start with minimum five and then go to 20, 25. So important, even if you have the 25% to invest right away and you have not done your marketing, Neymar, and you're a very, you are an extremely, because I know you, you're very, and you are an extremely proactive agent. Right. So for those of you who have not done the marketing yet, I don't want you to invest 25% of your budget, even if you have it right away. For example, I said on Facebook, right, start with lead generation campaigns with a budget of 70 to $75 per 50 to $75 per week. No more than that for the first or two weeks. So number one, you understand how to generate those leads. Number two, how to organize those leads. And number three, so you can understand if you have the capacity, right, to connect with those leads. Because I don't want you to generate anymore a thousand leads and then go, oh my God, I can't handle that many leads. All right. So you start increasing. You put 50 to $75, then 150, 200, 300, 500, 600, and you start seeing what you need in the process. Right. But start setting aside that money. So when you're ready to increase your budget, you already have it set aside in the bank. OK, very, very good question. Very good question. Twenty to twenty five percent. Now I'm going to write two names right here. Nancy Bachelor. Jeff Moore, Nancy Bachelor and Jeff Moore. So those are two of the top, top listing agents around the nation. All right. And uh, the reason I'm, I'm asking you to watch those two and, uh, and watch, watch their interview in the Miami Real Estate Show. And you'll see they talk about marketing budget, Neymar. They talk about how they got started. They talk about the bad times in the real estate industry where you know the, the, nothing was selling because of the economy. And they kept going with marketing. It's all about marketing. As I said before, we're in the business of marketing. All these people, by the way, you see right here, this, oh, oh, they're together right here. Look, this is Jeff Moore and this is Nancy Bachelor. Oh, by the way, the other guy right here, I just, I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> He's right here in the call. All right, so say hi, Tomas. I see him right here, all right? So $200 million producer right here. So we have him in the call today. Welcome, uh, Thomas. So Thank right you. here, these two guys. Are, oh, by the way, Thomas, uh, if you want to come on the line, you do a lot of marketing. So if you want to unmute yourself, uh, you specialize in international clients around pretty much the world. And you have a, a marketing machine in different countries. And you do webinars. Last week, you invited me to a webinar for what? 150, 180 people? 100 and, uh, 180 people, yeah. 180 people. How often do you guys do webinars? Um, depends on the on the on the market, but I would say we do it. Uh, we try to do something every week, basically. Mm -hmm. You see, every week we're we're aiming at something, at, at a new product or a new uh, new uh, product that we want to sell or promote. So we're always promoting something. You see that the key? We're, we're promoting always promoting. Go ahead. Correct. 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 But uh, you guys are listening to the best. I'm, I'm here to learn from him. <laughs> <laughs> but again, look at look what he said. We are always promoting something. So the yeah. question is, what are you promoting this week? Are you promoting an open house? 
Are you promoting a, let me see, let me show you right here. Are you promoting a, a credit and a special credit? Let me show you this right here. Let me give you this. What are you promoting this week? Let me see right here. Uh, are you promoting an special credit? Let me show you right here. And you see, uh, we have some of the top producers, Talita usually comes to the line. It's a top, top agent too. Are you promoting $7,500 credit at closing? $5,000 credit for sellers. Are you promoting moving costs? Are you promoting commission specials, right? Are you promoting, uh, what is it right here? Let's see. Are you promoting inspections credit? Are you promoting photography, cleaning costs? Those are things that sellers are going to incur when they move, right? So as Thomas said, we're always promoting something. What are you promoting this week? Open houses, credit at closing, discounted commission, $5,000 credit at closing. What are you promoting this week? Because if we're only promoting ourselves, all right, there is not much value. And we need to be very, very, very clear on that. When I say I'm the number one, yeah, I might be the number one, but for the buyer and seller, it doesn't say much because the consumer understanding is that no agent is gonna say I'm agent number 56, got it? So you need to offer something concrete, something of value. By the way, this is something we use all the time, right? So when we go to a seminar, live seminar, what do we offer? Look, this is designed specifically for you guys not to be able to store it in a drawer. When you take this to your office, this is our product. You already have it. So I'm not selling you anything right here. We give it to you in person, right? When you go to a live seminar and you take it, and it's a big, big box. I mean, everybody's taking pictures with that, etc. And they can put it in a drawer. They have to put it in their office. And people are going to ask, what is that? Well, that's the training, marketing and sales training with the Montero organization. So this is, well, are you going to a listing presentation with a box like this, right? That, that the seller can, can touch it? Imagine going to a listing presentation with a box like this. And when they open it, they say, okay, here, Mr. Seller, you have a moving certificate. You have a closing credit certificate. You have a photography certificate. You have an inspection certificate. You have a, an appraisal certificate. Oh my, who is giving them that? Who? As Thomas said, always be promoting something. Then comes the next agent who is not trained by us. And then they, all they say is, I'm the number one. My company is the best. I'm being missed for a long time. Me, 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 me. What are you going to give me, Mr. Agent? So I go with you, right? And you see that everywhere. See Amazon, see Netflix. They are always giving you something new. So you stay with them. It's just not, Netflix doesn't say, oh, we're the best. Oh, let, let me tell you, we're still number one in the world. Hey, this new week, this week, boom. This is what we're giving you. Amazon, this comes Black Friday, right? They're giving you tangible offers. They're giving you tangible value. What value are you giving to your clients? And please forget about royalty, forget about service, forget availability. Everybody can say an offer for that. Yeah, everybody can say, I'm so loyal. Everybody can say, I'm gonna work hard with you. I'm gonna be available to you. That is all important, but it's not different or better because everybody else can say the same thing. So imagine again, one more time, coming to a listing presentation with this, promoting something, Mr. Seller, this month, and you can print it like this, right? end of the year special like this and you put it in end of the year downtown orlando special for sellers right and you can do look at what you can do with this you can do videos with this now 
for quarter two. And Josefina, you're in Orlando, Florida, right? For Q4 2020, right here, we have the special for all sellers in downtown Orlando, right here. If you're a seller, you need to sell your property. This is our special. We have right here credits for moving costs, photography, inspection, appraisal, and credit or closing. Call us for the latest special. Nobody's offering. There's no other real estate agent that can offer you the value we give you in this. You want to find out more about it? I'll be more than glad to explain it to you. DM me, call me, email me, send me a text message, whatever it is, right? And then you go to their house. Oh, wow. And when they open it, they can stay with something. That was a good one, Thomas. I think I took a lot of... <laughs> yeah, that that were promoting something <laughs> just run with it all right guys so very very important okay so uh neymar to start with a post for 2000 whole homes is a good number that's a very very good number all right uh postcards yeah 2000 and that's the idea remember guys if we want to increase our number of listings we need to find an area of about 2000 homes all right build homes and usually in those 2,000 homes, there is usually 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. And if you can get to 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months, then you need to expand that area a little, a little bit. Straight down, good Orlando, good. Sebastian, good. We're here for you guys, all right? Very good, very good, all right? And Sebastian, welcome, and you know why. So welcome to our group, to our team. So uh, right here, let me continue. Let me... Share the next screen right here, right here. Okay, I'm almost done, Delaney. I think I think this is yours, and you're here today. I'm almost done with the homework. I have some questions. When I select my target audience, do you mean city, town, age group, rich, middle class? I'm a bit confused by this, right? So number one, very important, and Delaney, if you want to come to uh, to the microphone, unmute yourself, and I'll be more than glad to. To engage in a conversation with you. So remember, very important, right? On module number one, we explained this. We need to find an area of mm -hmm. around 2,000, uh, around 2,000 homes built. All right. Usually, what you're going to find is within the last 12 months, you go through your local MLS, all right, and you're going to find that there were at least 80 to 90 properties sold. Sometimes 80, sometimes 110, sometimes 120. All right. So we don't want to segment by age by gender by income we just want to make sure that we filter or segment by area and ideally you're going to pick an area that is about a mile a mile and a half radio from where you live not from where your office is but from where you live because for most of us elenia the area that we know the most is the area where we live mm -hmm. so I live right here in North Gables, let's say. So I'm going to pick an area about, about a, a mile or a mile and a half, you know, up until a point where we reach 2,000 homes and at least 80 to 90 properties sold. Doesn't matter, all right? It, it can be a city or a town, it's too big. So our marketing budget, and why would we, do we want to specialize? Number one, because of our knowledge, right? We, we can know what's happening everywhere in our town. And number two, because of the marketing budget limitations. Right. So if if I put so, for example, in Miami, right in Miami, Delenia, we have I live in Coral Gables. You go a little bit north, you have Brickle, a little bit north, you have downtown. Then you go to South Beach, Mid Beach, North Beach. Then you have Surfside. Then you have Hallandale. Then you have Ball Harbor. So there are so many areas. Right. 
So it's not the same to put, let's say, $1,000 into Little Coral Gables than to put $1,000 in Miami. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. So again, we want to, uh, to make sure that we become the celebrities in a very small community. How small? 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. Oh, but this is even better. It has 400 homes sold. Most likely it's because the area is too big. All right. Okay. So we don't care men, woman, old, young, rich, poor. We don't, we don't uh, a segment by that. Make sense? All right. So number two, I don't know what we will be doing with the Project 250, but may I start sending my business cards and contact info to the people that I have not sent it to? Okay. So the Project 250, that's very important, Delaney. Very, very important. Mute everybody else right here. Mute all. Oh, wow. There we go. Okay. So the Project 250 is a list of at least 250 people that we know, right? Everybody, whether you're new or experienced in real estate, you have in your phone at least 250 people. If you go to Facebook, Instagram, and your email, you'll have at least 500, right? So we want to identify at least 250 people with three things, name, phone number, and email, okay? Once we do that, we want to pick the top 50. And what do we mean by the top 50? The top 50 people that are closest to me. That if I pick up the phone, Delenia, they know exactly who I am. And then from those top 50, then I segment for the most likely to buy or sell a home, 25 people. Now, everybody that I put in that 250, I'm going to put in the... And now I think pretty much everybody you know, has our octopus, the system that has the email marketing, the segmentation and the automation. And if you have your own system, use your own. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, what we need to make sure is that we have an email marketing system that allows us to, to have the frequency and consistency to position ourselves as the experts of choice. So what do we do with the Project 250? Those 250 people, we put them in an email marketing sequence, system, CRM. Most of you have the real estate black box with Octopus. You don't have it, you have your own, that's fine. It's not about the system, right? It's about the automation. We identify the top 50 and then we reach out to the first 25. Make sense? Right, very, very important. Now, once you put it in an email marketing system, this is exactly what's gonna happen. About 18% of those people are going to open that email. What do we do with those people that open the email? Very simple. I see Luz right here. Hey Luz, how you doing? This is Orlando Montiel, right? I noticed that yesterday you opened my email about the three things you need to know before selling your home in downtown Miami. Tell me, how can I help you? What questions do you have about it? And that's the way we get started generating the leads. That's the way we get started with the conversation. Okay. Very, 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 very important. All right. Uh, I had the opportunity to spoke to Ike uh, last week at the beginning of last week, or at the end of the previous week. He's in Las Vegas. And Ike, I see you here. You're in, uh, in, La in Las Vegas. And, and he has a very good system of doing that, right? Pre-constructions. The list is working our list, guys. It's working our list. Most people won't take action right away. Most people won't take action right away. 
Our job is to be there all the way until they close. Most people won't take action right away. Our job is to be there all the way, right? And we can't miss a week. We miss a week, sometimes they go with somebody else. And that was the week they decided to buy or sell, right? And, uh, and I wanna show you something which was going to be the last slide, all right? But I wanna show you something that is very important. So I'm gonna jump to this slide, the importance of that frequency and consistency. Let me share that with you right here. And I know you have another question, Delenia, but I, I wanted to, let me jump to this because it's very relevant right here. So this is a great post that I found a, a while ago. So let's go right here. We start reaching out to people, right? If we wanna close 12 transactions, we need to have at least 60 leads, meaning 48 of those people that said, I am going to do business with you, right? Are not going to do it, 48 out of the 60. Now, in order to find 60 leads, we need to have 300, 300 sales conversations, people that opened the email, downloaded our guide, right? went to an open house, 300, meaning 240 are not going to become leads. Say, oh my God, this is horrible. Well, let me show you this post right here. Red Hot Chili Pepper, he wrote 260, or recorded at least 265 songs, 265, only 13 became top singles, 252 didn't work. Beyonce, right? 89 songs recorded, 22 become top singles. So wow, 22, that's so many. Well, guess what? Out of 22, almost 70 didn't do, and nothing happened with almost 70. Drake, 133 songs recorded. 38 became top singles, A hundred, almost 100 songs. Nothing happened to it. This means that 70% plus of their output is not popular. I'm giving you a completely, completely different uh, industry. Let's go into baseball players. If they fail seven times out of 10, a baseball player, if they fail hitting seven times out of 10, they go to the Hall of Fame, they make millions of dollars, between 20 to $25 million a year. And then when they retire, they have a minimum pension of $750,000 for the rest of their life. And they fail seven times out of 10. <laughs> and then he says right here, he's not referring to real estate agents. Then you write one blog post. It doesn't work and you give up immediately, right? So understand the failure rate in any industry, most of the things we are going to do are not going to work. That's why we need to take massive action, massive contacts, massive number of leads, because most are not going to work. The amateur gets frustrated and stops. The, what, the, uh, the professionals just keep going. Thomas, are you still? Yeah, you're still there. So you brought about 180 people to that seminar and you do that very, very, very often. Right. So out of 180 people that you talk on that seminar, how many have you converted? 178 or 179? <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Um, we're probably working with four, three, four people. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. See? Yeah. So understand 
if we don't want to get frustrated, we need to understand our numbers because most agents just get frustrated. Riley Smith, number one agent in Miami, says most agents do a couple of open houses and they say, oh, open houses don't work. And he says it in, in the workshop right here, it says, go to 50 open houses in the next three months. And then you come to me and tell me if they don't work. 50 open houses, right? So understand, and hopefully, you know, you're getting the message, which my main message is all about massive, massive action with a lot, a lot of frequency. We were having, uh, and Thomas and, and, and Josefina was in, in this uh, event on Orlando, and, uh, and we were talking about, about the importance of frequency and consistency, right? We were talking about, about understanding that, that when you have massive action, right? And yes, out of 180, Thomas said work, and you know, only working with four, but only four, those average commissions on your, in your case, Thomas, you're a high, high agent, uh, high, you know, you work with high-end clients. Very high. Um, but those represent 120, $110,000 commissions. Could right? be, in, in fact, I wanted to make a comment, if I may. Please. The, um, the last home, not the last one, the prior to the last home I sold, was a listing that I had. And I was doing open houses every Sunday. I did over 50 open houses. My wife was beginning to think that I was completely crazy. She says, how many open houses are you gonna do? As many as we need. But for everybody involved, I had a client who actually drove in, no broker, on a $5.5 million listing. Exactly. So it paid off. Yeah, okay. It paid off very, very well. So I don't, I, I understand your point and uh, you know, I've, I've lived with this um, discipline for many, many years. So you gotta, you gotta keep going guys, basically. Right. So that's a, a top, 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 top agent nationwide, Thomas. And he's still doing open houses because they work. Yeah, of course. It gets, yeah. it gets worse. Um, if you do, and if you pay attention to what's coming in, when I was selling that house, somebody drove in his wife did not get off the car. He got off the car and says, I love the house, but my boy wife hates the style of the house. And I said, what is your wife looking for? And uh, they described a very, this was the one I was selling was a very modern home. And they were looking for a very traditional home that very Mediterranean that in my market doesn't sell very well today. But I know the market because of course, you know, being around so many years. And also, you know, when, when I list something, I see, and I keep in touch with everything that's around us, right? And I knew exactly the, the home that they were looking for. Guess what? I took them there. They had no broker. And guess what happened? I sold it. <laughs> so if you pay attention doing an open house, you're not just selling the house that you're selling, but you are looking for somebody who has a need and they don't have a, probably somebody representing them because I always ask them, is anybody representing them? In this case was a couple from Argentina who were just driving around. And uh, you'll find people like that, but you have to pay attention. There you go. There you go. And you have to do it with enough frequency. Every, I look every weekend if I can. All right. So every weekend, so why, why are we not doing this every single weekend? There's a $5.5 million property and Thomas gets both ends of the deal, the buyers and the seller. But not only that, as he says, he says, 
He said, it gets worse. I said, it gets better. <laughs> right? Well, then <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, it was a double whammy, basically, because selling one, we ended up triple selling one. two. Triple one. Triple one, yes. You see? So, again, is that going to happen every weekend? We don't know it, it won't, but we don't know when. So that's why we have to be there. Right? We know that if we are not there, it's not going to happen. We have a, when we don't take action, we have a guarantee no. So when people say, when is the best time uh, to do an open house? Uh, the best time to do an open house was yesterday. The second best time is right now. Well, what about if I do it later? What if, I know that if you don't do it now, nothing's gonna happen. You have a guarantee no. Uh, should I call that seller? The answer is not should I call, the answer is how fast can I reach that seller? If we don't reach out to that person, there is a guaranteed no. Right. Can I add something, Orlando? Please, if please, I may? please. Yeah. And this is very important. From those 50 some open houses I did, I have a little book when people sign in. And some people don't want to sign, but some people do. And you, I always ask people, would you mind signing in, putting your email in your phone? Mm -hmm. You know how <laughs> thick of a book I have from people who came into that house with no broker, just you know, adding it to a database of clients. But again, you have to pay attention. It's not like you're selling that home. You're selling that home and you're also collecting names and you're also trying to sell something else. You're trying to multitask, I guess. Exactly. And do you have next to you the list of people you're after? Do you right have it next to you right now? Right now? Uh -huh. Do you yeah. have it or not? After for EXP, after for selling. <laughs> no, no, for you, for you, for you. No, no, let me see. No, a list. You have a, a, a yellow pad. You always have a yellow pad of people you're after. Look. Those are leads for him, for any business, right there, right there. Those are leads everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Do you have a pad of leads of people you want to work with? Yeah. Buyers, sellers, Fact, other yeah. agents. Yeah. Do you have that? Right? So, look, this is, guys, and I, I highly recommend you watch that interview, all right, in the Miami Real Estate Show with Thomas. Uh, and he explains that the process of multiplication, the becoming a top listing agent, you know, working with higher end clients, doing international uh, seminars, working with the local market. Highly recommend those three, Nancy Bachelor, Jeff Moore, Thomas Hoffman. You're truly, truly going to enjoy that. All right, so let's keep going. Thank you, Thomas, for that. Uh, Mar Martha, Orlando, you talk about how to hire a marketing assistant. Can you please share with us the website? Uh, marketing assistant. Uh, Martha, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I did it today. Hiring a marketing assistant. So when I'm going to hire somebody that is not part of the team, meaning outsourcing a job, I uh, go to uh, Upwork. So Upwork.com. All right. Uh, Upwork. I highly recommend Upwork.com. Number one. Uh, second, if it's something very simple, a design, something that is a little bit less expensive, you can go to fiverr.com, right? They can sort email sequences. Uh, they can get a list of uh, buyers and sellers, et cetera. So uh, I think that answers your question. Sebastian says, awesome. Hey, Sebastian, thank you very much for that comment. Re truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, Neymar, I think that the audience more likely to buy or sell with me is people who speak Spanish. I found 2,900 homeowners who speak Spanish in three cities around me. 
because in only one city, there are around 900. Is it good to focus in these three cities? Uh, only Hispanic people, very good. So for those of you, and we in South Florida have a lot of people that not only speak Spanish, but also speak, for example, they're Russians or they are uh, uh, Brazilians, right? Speak Portuguese. So that, that is an advantage to you guys, right? So if you, for example, are Brazilian, right? And uh, you wanna tar target Brazilian buyers or sellers, your literature, your content should be in, uh, in Portuguese. It's going to be way more appealing to those people. So Neymar, I'm going back to that, instead of finding three areas, just get to a point in, in one area where there are at least 80 to 90 properties sold. 2,900 is gonna be too much at the beginning for marketing for your marketing budget. So find one of those three areas where there were at least 80 to 90 properties sold. And if there's one, pick that one. And if there's more than one, then pick the one that is closest to your home, all right? And if they're all close to your home, then pick the ones that are the highest priced, all right? So those three things, very, very important. Uh, 2,900 at the beginning, it's gonna be a little bit uh, too much. Uh, again, because I want you to maximize your marketing budget, all right? Very, very good questions. Love that, very, very good questions. All right, let me see. I think I had some other comment right here. Uh, Martha, thank you. You're welcome. And Neymar, Martha, if you have any other question, just unmute yourself and I'll be more than glad to, uh, to um, go into more details on your questions. All right. So uh, let's see. I wanted to share one more thing with you right here. I share the, the number of conversations. All right. So right here, we share about that. I think, okay, let me finish with Delania, the last question she had. Uh, I don't have emails for most of these people and I haven't contacted many in years. Do I need their email? Yes, we need their email. The most important thing from a buyer or seller is their email, right? Because it's, it's the, the source or the, the tool or the venue or the place where we can uh, uh, most easily find them, all right? So yeah, we need their email, all right? Uh, number six, and if you want to go into more details, delineate into that, I'll be more than glad. Number six says, okay, that was one of the assignments. Podcast, the Miami Real Estate Show. Do we just follow and view the videos as we go? Yes, all right? Through the modules, yes. So I'm gonna go right here. I'm going to share with you uh, the Miami Real Estate Show live right here, the Miami Real Estate Show. You can, let me see right here. I'm gonna, there you go, uh, there you go. So you can go to this site right here and you can watch the videos right here. Uh, copy right here, share. If you wanna go here, share right here. Oops, no, sorry guys. Let's see, I want you to go here for those of you, right? I'm just putting right here the link to the Miami Real Estate Show. I'm gonna share the page so you can see it. Okay, this is uh, the Miami Real Estate Show. Last week, I interviewed Chris Heller. Uh, Chris Heller was the number one agent for Keller Williams in North America. Number one agent, not in one city or state. Number one agent in North America. Uh, he sold over 100 homes a year for the past 20 years. He, he was the, the rookie of the year for Keller Williams, he became the number one agent and then he became the CEO for Keller Williams worldwide. A lot of experience right here. And we're working very, very close with Chris uh, right now. 
Uh, right here, you have Abel Gilbert right here in Miami, local market. You have a lot, a lot of agents uh, right here that uh, we work that, that that we work with right here. A lot, a lot of agent. Look at this guy. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, you notice this guy right here? He's laughing right now. I highly recommend you watch that interview right here. All right, uh, right here. By the way, this is the those are small ones. These are little pieces. So go down and find the 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 because these are shorts, right? Thirty seconds, forty seconds. And if you go down, you'll find uh, the the whole interview. So about forty minutes. All right. So I highly recommend you go there and you listen to them. Delenia, as, as you go, I just recommended three today. Nancy Bachelor, because of the topic we're talking about, uh, marketing, right? Marketing budget and Jeff Moore. Jeff Moore sold his company. It was the biggest company in the 90s in uh, Miami Beach. So imagine Jeff Moore had the biggest uh, market, uh, real estate company in Miami Beach and he sold it to Douglas Elliman. And he's one of the top agents uh, right now. So talking about being independent, he had the biggest company in, South, uh, South in Miami Beach. And then he sold it. Being independent is a very, very hard thing. You, you want to work with a team, right? And that's what we tell you guys. If you want to work with a team, if you want to grow your business, you know, working with a team like Thomas, Josefina, and I, you know, Sebastian, we will work together. Uh, email me, Orlando at Monteroorganization.com, and I'll explain to you exactly. Lily, also Neymar, also I see uh, some of you here uh, that are part of our, our group. It's very important to have a group that you uh, work with. Rice, I see here too. See some of uh, some of you right here. The, the, the processes, uh, so very, very, uh, very important, all right? And uh, by the way, uh, yeah, for those of you who want to learn a little bit more, on Friday, we'll be talking, we're gonna have a special session and we're gonna be talking about how to uh, become part of a top, top team, right? Very important. So if you wanna be part of a group that it's high, high producing and you wanna learn from that group, whether you're new experience of a top agent, uh, email me, Orlando at Monte Organization. We're going to have a, uh, a session on Friday from 1 to 2. All right. Very, very good. All right. So I think that's it for today. I'm going to cut it a little bit short unless you have other questions because I was in Orlando, Florida last week, the whole week. So I haven't worked much. And when I'm uh, uh, on a convention or out of, outside uh, the city, I don't like to touch my phone. Uh, I like to be with the people that I'm surrounded with. Uh, and yes, for the people uh, that saw me crying last week, uh, stop bullying me, <laughs> all right? Uh, my team, and they, they posted something, and, uh, and, and you know, Tomas and Sofina knows that. It was very emotional, very fulfilling to see a group of like-minded top agents uh, working together. Uh, so um, you can see that video because they, they film it and they post it in social media uh, explaining. But by the way, it was, it was not me doing anything was our team speaking. And uh, I, in more than 22 years, I've never cried in a seminar in my life, in my life. Uh, but after 22 years doing this and doing two, three seminars per week before the pandemic, it was very, very impactful to see so many top agents, all right, collaborating with each other uh, in order to grow their business. And you see Josefina going like this and Thomas, they were there. It was a very, very special moment for everybody in the room. So. It was a lot of fun. Uh, go Orlando V Montiel. I know you. Uh, you guys can uh, can see that uh, we have a lot. Of, oh, look, we have here right here Hernan who was there with that yellow yellow shirt. He was also there. So we had Hernan. Hernan, uh, you know, joined the group. He has uh, Hernan has grown a company with over 400 agents. I think it's one of the top 10, top 15 companies in terms of agent count in Miami. 
So it was Hernan, it was Thomas talking. It was a very, very impactful session. So thank you guys for that. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, so, and uh, what is the link to see you? Uh, the link, uh, I, the link to see what, if you can let me know, I'll appreciate it. Delenia, when you will be back in Orlando in less than a month? We'll be back in Orlando in less than a month. Uh, I don't have the exact uh, date, but it was very, very good. Very productive for everybody. It was fun to see. It's incre incredible what, what um, the pandemic does, right? We see each other all the time via Zoom, virtually. And then when we see each other in person, it's like you won the lottery. Everybody's so happy to see each other, right? Uh, uh, so we had a, a great, great time. So uh, Delenia, for sure, will be in, a, in, a, in Orlando um, by the first week of December. But I'll let you know exactly uh, the, the day, all right? Uh, how will we know about the tickle sales? We'll let you know about the date, all right? So perfect. So anybody want to reach out? I know there's a few questions that I didn't understand very well. Email me, orlando at monteororganization.com. On Friday, we're going to have that session to grow your team. If you want to be part of it, be more than glad. And uh, guys, as I always say at the end, until next week, make it a very, very, very productive day. Happy to see so many of you today uh, here, here on a, on a quote-unquote uh, uh, holiday. Uh, a lot of places are, are closed today. So guys, see you around. See you in the Ariana part of the group. Also, I see Alex right here. See you during the week. Go into the forum. Ask questions. We're here to help you grow your real estate sales and grow your real estate team big big hugs to everybody see you during the week bye bye guys take care bye